Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show you can hear Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by for launch. Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Man, am I having a great time? During the pandemic lockdown, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are struggling and whatnot, and we, we, we can talk about that if you want, but things are going on. One of the big benefits that I like, good morning, it's BK on the air, by the way. I'm glad that you're able to join me here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF, your shot in the arm of fun and nostalgic geekiness talk radio. I'm having a fun and fantastic time going to see classic movies in the th- in, in our local theater and i'm sure that there's a theater near you and we've talked about this before there's a theater near you probably playing older films because some of the movie theaters are trying to open back up and the only thing they have to play are or the only thing they have to show are um, classic old films from from uh, maybe the 70s or the 80s uh, we've been able to see jaws uh, star wars episode five the empire strikes back i went to see that I've seen a couple of Harry Potter films in the theater, and right now, locally, our theater uh, that's near us is playing uh, the first Friday the 13th film. If you're a horror film fan from 1980, Friday the 13th is playing, along with Scream and The Matrix, and uh, just to give you an idea of what's out there, Jurassic Park, and they've switched out a few from last week. They do it about every Friday. There's there's new films will come, and old films will stay, and then they'll overlap a few. And another film that they've added that I'm sure everyone's a fan uh, a fan of and want to see is Back to the Future, the uh, Robert Zemeckis film. The very first Back to the Future film is out and about, then you can see it. Let me pull up the um, – let me get their app here and tell you exactly what's out right now because this is something – Due to this pandemic, that uh, that I think is kind of a fun thing. Yeah, Harry Potter and the and the Order of the Phoenix, and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which we saw last week, last week in the first Matrix film with Keanu Reeves, which I think is fantastic. I love the Matrix, Jurassic Park. Oh, and Karate Kid, the first Karate Kid film with Ralph Macchio, is playing as well. Pulp Fiction is playing. And Scream. So uh, if you want to check your local listings for a lot of theaters are doing it, not just the NCG chain. You could check uh, Flashback Cinema. I think it's flashbackcinema.net. So look around. Some of your local theaters are playing old movies because it's the only movies they have to play. And God bless them because they're trying to open and, and uh, stay afloat and make some money. You can still get some popcorn. And, and uh, take your kids to see one of the films that you saw in the 80s. You know, if you were a big fan of the Back to the Future movies and you, you haven't seen Back to the Future in the theater since it was out, go see it. And if your fi- kids have never seen it, take them to see it or take them to see it on the big screen because 
Alan Sanders has talked about this just like I have. You can watch films for years on videotape. Back in the day when videotape was new in the eighties, we could oh really you can you can actually get a movie that you love on this on this on this tape in this tape format and put it in this machine and play it and watch it and then record on it. That was big to us back in the eighties. We thought VCRs were incredible, and they were. Everything that's new technology wise, when you remember it for the first time, even kids today who have the uh, the smart watches and smartphones and stuff that's going to be old later to them but now it's it's new to them but later on it's going to be old to their kids when they get older when we were growing up vcrs were were awesome i couldn't believe that we had a piece of technology where we could actually oh i can own a movie you never could own a movie back before vcrs i mean you can own 16 millimeter clips from films and maybe silent fil- uh, shots from star wars or uh, or i remember ordering uh, i remember seeing uh, ads in magazines we could order eight millimeter or 16 millimeter clips in star wars but they were silent but they were just film clips you just watch them and that's that was it that's all you could do back before vcrs alan's here with me yeah, alan sanders good morning sorry yeah, I, got, I, I got detained for a moment but i'm i'm back it's okay <laughs> I'm you here. went back to the future I, I, yeah i was i, I missed it i, I, I missed it oh, by yeah. two minutes no i was talking about the movies that are out in the yeah. theater we, we love them we've been to see a few and uh, i was talking well, about how it was great back in the 80s and how you can take your kids now even if they've seen films on video now for years or dvd or blu-ray mm-hmm. or whatever you've been whatever the format is and the generation that you grow up in uh you could take them to see it on the big screen and you and i are always fascinated by how many we've seen some of these movies maybe some of them hundreds of times right at least and when we watch them on the big screen again we're like wow i've noticed several things that you can't see no matter what your definition on your flat screen and TV even if is it's not home. that i will say yeah. this when i saw jaws in the theater it was so big it felt like a different movie. I don't they care how do. big yeah, your big screen, do. unless you have a home theater of the size and scope of a, of a movie theater, yeah. it's so hard to explain the difference of the feel when the vision, your vision is like literally edge to edge filled right. with what's happening on the screen. Right. And you're like me. I like an optimum seat. I don't like to sit. Number one, I like to sit in the center of the theater because that's you're right in the center. Yep. I don't want to watch one side or the other. I don't want to sit in the back row because I'm at a theater. I want it to look a little bigger than normal at all. I want to take up a little more of my vision. So some theaters are so big. If you sit in the back row, you're like, that looks like my TV screen right. that far away. But then again, I don't want to sit in the front row because no. I don't want that, that out of proportion angle your angle or whatever view of the it's film weird. either i saw aliens for the first time and i got there late because i got off of work back in 1986 talking about old movies i got i got to uh, one of the theaters i'm like aliens is out and i gotta go see it uh, i want to i want to see it right now in the daytime i can't and i'll go see it later tonight with friends but i got to see it right now i was that i was that way back then it was three o'clock well it was already almost sold out at three o'clock in the afternoon and i, I rushed to the theater the only seat was available this is one of those theaters that didn't have seats in the center only it had the center aisle and then it had the two side aisles too oh, with the aisle talk about beside old it. theater i had to sit all the way on the front row in the far right seat Oh my on the lord! Far right. That's not even worth going. So, but I did. I plunked down my money, watched it, and I I spent the whole time looking at Sigourney. Look, I felt like I was looking up Sigourney Weaver's nostrils <laughs> in some of those close-ups. I'm like, this is so odd. This is so weird. But I still watched it and loved it. And it was a great experience. But I was talking about how you can go see movies now and take your kids with you to see the movies, especially if they've never seen them. If you've got a kid that's never seen like Back to the Future or uh, or, or one of the Star Wars films. Or name a film you know that they're able to go see because of their age. Take them, take it, take take them with you. Go okay. I don't, when we went to see The Empire Strikes Back a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, our buddy Brian that, mm-hmm. that we've had on the program before, he took his son, who's a big Star Wars fan, young, very young kid. He's just bar- just barely like uh, fourteen or fifteen, I think. Wait, and, he, and he had <laughs> never seen 
the classic Star Wars films in the theater. He'd yeah. never seen any of them, but he's a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. He's seen the new ones. He'd seen, I think, the last, he'd seen the last for uh, Revenge of the Sith, maybe, I don't know, in the theater on its re-release or something. But he's like, this is how it looked when I saw it, Empire Strikes Back. Let's get popcorn. Let's sit there and watch it. And I just kind of shot a look over to them a couple of times while we were watching Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I kind of looked over, and I'm like, oh, they got big smiles on their faces, just like well, I so did. did you. you could, well, you couldn't remove my smile with uh, surgery. Yeah. <laughs> watching that, it was great. There is something about, now, for, and I don't. I can't identify with people who say, I hate movies. Movies are dumb. Movies are a waste of time. I can't. Oh, I don't even want to talk to them people. I I don't get those individuals because if the cinema experience, I said it in the end of my show, it's something that can join us regardless of where we are in life, our adventures, our jobs. How many times have we all just sat around and talked about a movie for an hour? We could just find a movie we can talk about. It's something that's universal, and the cinema experience is just... You can't explain it if you've never seen. Even it. if you don't agree on hardly anything else, right? If you, if you, if you come to blows on your with your opinions on something else, and then even then you'll find movies you don't agree on <laughs> too. You can even get into well, that yeah, too, we so. can get that's a whole different but, nuance. Yeah, but but the, the, the concept of cinema right. itself. But if you're both, if you both back when we were kids, you and I were separated by just a few years. But if we were, if we were. Uh, if we were able to recall that time, oh, I remember when I saw that in a the theater. Yeah, I remember that. And you were there, mm-hmm. but you were in another theater in Michigan. We had that same like-mindedness of, of seeing it in the theater. And I think it, I think it's great that you can that you can do that. Now, Friday the 13th is playing. I got a story maybe later on. We got a little more time to, to share about that. And you got a story about Back to the Future, which is playing in the theater right now, which you love. Uh, you love the Back to the Future films. Love Back to the Future. I still and, think uh, it, it holds up. We, we, when we got the trilogy, when it was first put out on right? DVD, showed the kids... They fell in love with it too, so I have I have no doubt my, we'll probably be seeing Back to the Future with a couple of my children. Right. Well, I, I I'm going to see it probably before it leaves. There's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, of films that'll be coming out that I love uh, that are that are still being released in the theater, which are basically older films and whatnot. But we'll talk about that too. And if you want to talk about it today while we're on the air, anything that you've seen lately, seven seven zero three eight six. Oh, I almost gave out my cell. Didn't you do that? I almost gave out my cell phone number. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, it's 770-386-1450 is our number. Call us uh, live on the air today, and we can talk about it, too. Uh, a few more subjects that we're going to talk about today. If I can get my stack of stuff here and look through them. Uh, Thor, four, their Thor 4 story, but it's Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, director, um, what's the director's name? Waititi. Yeah, he's got, he's got some story about him coming up. Uh, there's a clothing line that you may have seen on television shows. You're like, oh, it's a wardrobe provided by blah, blah, blah on game shows and whatnot in theater and uh, uh, television shows. i got a story about them coming up that you may not know about. And the Jurassic World 3, or Jurassic World Dominion, by the way, has got some... They're, they're doing a great thing, Alan. They're using uh, on-the-set dinosaurs again more than any other film has ever used as opposed to CGI. When I read that, I'm like, yes, that's awesome because... And you know that's why the that first Jurassic Park still holds up because I saw that back in the theater. And J.J. Abrams uses uh, on on the set uh, special effects too, as opposed to CGI. And astronomers too have found something in deep space. I hope it's not too scary. It's BK on the air. We'll return after these messages. Super Slurpee now at Seven Eleven. It's the biggest, boldest, coldest Slurpee to ever quench a thirst. It's the 
32-ounce Super Slurpee. And now, 7-Eleven has a fantastic summer offer. Every Super Slurpee comes in a free plastic Superman 4, the Quest for Peace Movie Collector's Cup. Eight in all, 32 ounces of Super Slurpee and Superman 4 Movie Collector's Cups, only at today's 7-Eleven. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. From just beyond your imagination comes Omnibot, the fully programmable robot with a memory. Omnibot, he walks, he talks. Hi, cutie. Amaze your friends. Wow. Intense. Refreshments, earth-type snacks. Impress your teacher, impress your girlfriend. Omnibot, there's romance. Take my heart. He's the lean, mean, pop and breakin' music machine. Yes, it's Omnibot, the fully programmable robot, available now in your neighborhood. You from Tommy. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. On January 22nd, 1960, The Hitchhiker made its debut on The Twilight Zone and is often regarded as one of its finest episodes. Interestingly, the original story by Lucille Fletcher first made its debut in 1941 on the Orson Welles radio show. Fletcher is also noted for her 1943 story, Sorry Wrong Number, which was adapted to the big screen in 1958, earning Barbara Stanwyck an Oscar nod. The Hitchhiker was originally written with a male lead, but in an attempt to add dimension to the role of a vulnerable traveler, Serling cast a woman. Having weathered a minor car accident while driving across country, the character of Nan Adams, played by the lovely Inger Stevens, first encounters a hitchhiker. After attempting to ignore him, the man strangely keeps showing up ahead of her on the journey. Eventually, she comes to believe that he intends to harm her, and oddly enough, she can't get help because no one else can actually see him. The twist really hits when Nan tries to call her mother, only to find out she's been hospitalized due to grief, which leads to the perfect Twilight Zone-ish ending. Reportedly, in 1955, Alfred Hitchcock offered to buy the rights to Fletcher's story for his weekly TV series, but his bid was rejected. Coincidentally, the same year this episode aired, Hitchcock released his 1960 masterpiece, Psycho. His film and this Twilight Zone both featured a beautiful yet vulnerable blonde out on the open road. What's more was that composer Bernard Herrmann created the musical soundtracks for both the productions, and he just so happened to be Lucille Fletcher's first husband. Coincidences like this happen, especially in Hollywood, but maybe even more so when you're in the Twilight Zone. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the air. Thank you, Pat, for that that trip into the Golden Age of Television. Golden Rage of TV, by the way. I can't see television. He gets mad. <laughs> he says it's it's Golden Rage of TV. I'm like, I know, I know. It's uh, I'm glad that you changed it for me. I got some movie news too, by the way. Here, uh, switching from television to movie, and I put this up on Facebook. I even shared this on the uh, the Wilder Ride uh, listeners group that, uh, yeah, that we're a part of, which is a fantastic story from MovieWeb.com. Jurassic World three, or 
Jurassic World Dominion, by the way, or Jurassic Park Six. <laughs> how do we? How do we put these? Dinosaur movie up? six. That's right. It's got the uh, dinosaur movies. It's got more animatronic dinosaurs than ever before. Now, if you thought that, that the original movie had CGI only, only, well, you're wrong because a lot of you'd be wrong, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, for close-ups and whatnot. They had working animatronic remote-controlled dinosaur creatures on the set, which are actually pretty scary-looking, especially the T-Rex. He was, was full built size. full-size. He's full-size. Those scenes where it comes up near Sam Neill and blows his, his hat off when it breathes out through its nose, that's a, that's a real thing on the set it's with teeth and everything. It makes it and easier to react uh, for, as actors off <laughs> well, of that. It scared the kids, I understand, which Well, you know, the thing too. is you sell the behind-the-scenes because right. it's so big that right. when it got wet because they wanted to shoot it in the rain to make yeah. it dark and scary, yeah. when it got a little too heavy... Yep. It would start shuddering like it was having like a <laughs> yeah. like a little anxiety attack. Like, or it was scared <laughs> of the kids. <laughs> like a Catherine Hepburn. Hey, you kids, what are you doing? So you mean when it roars sometimes, they had, to, sometimes so go, they had to like stop shooting and start you know drying it off and beating it with towels to soak, soak, soak up the water because the outer skin, right. this polyurethane or ethylene, whatever skin, right. would soak up the water and it got too heavy. <laughs> are you saying a Steven Spielberg movie has problems with its creature They're, effect? Funny, they did the same problem with Jaws. <laughs> and it's not a shark? <laughs> That's great. Well, believe it or not, there are yeah, there are a lot. But this movie, the new one that's coming out, I got the story right here. The original Jurassic Park trilogy managed to add weight and menace to its dinosaur creations like we were just talking about by using actual animatronic machines instead of relying completely on CGI. And by the way, Alan and I are fans of that. I mean, we, we support that because there comes a time where you can just use something close up and it looks real because it is real. It's right there and you can touch it and it's tangible. By the time Jurassic World reboot came along, CGI had Advanced. Now, I don't agree. I don't agree with this that wording it that way. Jurassic World was not a reboot. Do you agree with me? It's it not was a reboot. Just a sequel. It it's can't not be a, a reboot. reboot. So they said reboot here. That, a so reboot would have been redoing Jurassic Park the and first movie, ignoring the first films and just rebooting mm-hmm. it. No, this one, this one acknowledges it. So it's a sequel. Uh, so anyway, we're nitpicking fans, and so we should be. Uh, now, by the time Jurassic World came along, CGI had advanced so much that it did most of the heavy lifting when it came to bringing the prehistoric behemoths to life. In an interview with Collider, director Colin Trevorrow revealed that the franchise is going back to its roots for the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion and once again using animatronic puppetry to create their dinosaurs. Quote, we've actually gone more practical with every Jurassic movie we've made since the first one, and we've made more animatronics in this one than than we have in the previous two. And the thing that I've found, especially in working with the past couple of months, is that we finally reached a point where it's possible to digital... Uh, extensions and animatronics will be able to match the texture and the level of fidelity that on film an animatronic is going to be able to bring and you didn't use you didn't used to be able to really mix them that closely you could really see the seams where you would add something to Mm -hmm. an on-set thing and so that's part of it is very exciting for me unquote the director said of course with the massive strides cgi has taken in terms of realism in the past decade it would be counterproductive to eliminate visuals completely from the film in mixed favor of animatronic dinosaur puppets i'm not i would never say go back to the old way totally that's no you can't do that anymore you know that's I, that would be ridiculous it just made me remember why i loved the jurassic the jurassic park the uh, dark crystal series on netflix right, that came out because they did that because too, didn't they they called it cgi enhancements Enhance, which they like, would enhance something on the scene they took the puppets already. and the puppets moved and they still all tangible but things like maybe adding a blink or things like right. that where 
you stop worrying about having a puppeteer worry about that. Give the performance. We can add the blink. We can make irises right. move. We can enhance the physicality that's really there. Because people don't know that just simply adding a blink that they have to do mechanically, number one, maybe interferes with the puppet. Another thing you have to do, maybe it cuts down on the on right. performing the puppet properly. Right. Now you need another finger. That. That's right. <laughs> Dang it. You never have enough fingers, right? Or enough hands. Now, the director explained how the re- uh, how the uh, sequel franchise—I'm going to replace the word rebooted with sequel here— Sequel franchises combining the two special effects discipline to bring the dinosaurs to life on the screen. So that's the whole article from MovieWeb. Read more about it at MovieWeb.com. That's fantastic news. I uh, I love that because watching, uh, I never knew some movies, if they do it well, some of the CGI in the Marvel films. When I was watching Captain America Winter Soldier and seeing the uh, the giant, what are they call the helicarriers, which are basically aircraft carriers that, that float in the sky from S.H.I.E.L.D., they would they were fl- they were coming up and then they started to crash because they put the code in and, and shut them down and they all crashed back down to the ground. They would, it showed the one big effect of, of the helicarrier falling and it would tilt and all the little jets and people and stuff started falling off the side of it. To me, that effect was so, because sometimes you and I can go, oh, it's CGI, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I mean, it was so flawless. That that's the one, that's the one scene from some of the Marvel films that just stands out as just being the, the most seamless clear-looking, uh, non-CGI-looking CGI shot. <laughs> I mean, that's CGI, but it doesn't look like it. It's, it well, looks like that's happening. You know, it's so realistic. The areas that I think is done best still is rather than having matte painters anymore, when you CGI enhance the background, you can actually shoot in a live set where you don't have to build the whole set. Right. And yet it still feels like it's there. They can paint in, and I love that. I love when it's subtle CGI. Right. I think you and I have said this over multiple episodes of, of BK on the Air. When you know it's CGI, it somehow feels cheap now. Like before, right. when they were first coming out, like, look how cool the CGI yeah. is. Now it you're is like, CGI. oh, that's all just CGI. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's usually now uh, reserved for the cheaper films anyway, because let's admit it. Anybody can do CGI now. Not everyone can do CGI well. True. Because, you know, you watch Sharknado or some of the other <laughs> weird old uh, B-movies, which are some are fun to watch. I do, I do agree that they are. But it's just obviously really bad video game looking cgi it's like wow that shark's not even there that's a cartoon that's a cartoon that looks right. like a cartoon but uh, another another scene from captain america civil war the third captain america film i was fooled in the theater again with cgi i'm watching the the the, the fight between the two teams at the airport in berlin okay set in the airport in berlin i'm watching it and i'm like okay they must have shot this at hartsfield jackson airport in atlanta or somewhere in the background because they're at an airport running mm-hmm. around fighting no, they shot it on the soundstage at Pinewood. Yep. And the All airport was added in. in the background. Because, <laughs> But it doesn't look that way. No. It doesn't look that way. It looks like they are outside. The only thing that's real is maybe a few things they're interacting with, like a like a, uh, a metal dumpster or something on the ground. Oh, yeah. And the ground. That's it. <laughs> that they're running on. The, the, I mean, it's they'll, lit they'll perfectly. They'll build just enough to give the artists the textures and the colors to know how to extend right. it out to whatever, the eye line. And can we agree that they're artists, by they the way? Artists. They have to be artists. Uh, they're technical artists. BK on there, we're going to take a break. We'll flash the audience when we come back here at the bottom of the hour. The news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. All this goofy stuff playing on the TV screen here is trying to distract me. Oh, look at that. Hey, everyone. Alan Sanders here. And BK on the air. We're here to tell you about the fun, informative, and entertaining Saturday morning talk radio right here on WBHF. It's everyone's favorite Saturday show, Waking Up with Alan from 7 a.m. to oh, 10. Ho, 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 wait a minute. 
just hold your horses there. I think everyone knows that BK on the Air is everyone's favorite show on Saturdays. <laughs> you know folks mostly tune in to wake up and hear me on Saturday. No, sir. I'm kind of the fun bowl of cereal for breakfast, and you're the cup of coffee. Iron Man. Captain America. Chocolate. Peanut butter. Adam's family. Monsters. Why do you always have to make a big deal out of everything? Hold it. You said peanut butter, and I said chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two great shows that sound great together. Well, back to back. We're the peanut butter cups of Saturday morning. Tune in to Waking Up with Alan from 7 to 10 a.m. And me, BK on the air, 10 a.m. till noon. Listen on our website at wbhfradio.org or use the TuneIn Radio app. On 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF. <laughs> That's a fake laugh. <laughs> it's real. Mmm, peanut butter. Mmm, chocolate. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. Well, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Bravissimo. Two great tastes that taste great together. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Real milk chocolate. Good old-fashioned peanut butter. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. A long distance, directly assistance, every cook two on two. Say, hey, hey, mom, this is Mr. Rhythm and Blue. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here, having a good time off the air as I am on the air. Sort of. We just can't let you hear what we're talking about. Well, sometimes. The air. Go to the podcast for that. <laughs> well, I hear something on. different on the podcast. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to edit anything out. Have you been recording uh, me off air? Uh, yeah. You know, it's a new podcast that will premiere next year. You okay. See, I'm gathering them all up now. <laughs> Instead of waking up with Alan, where did Alan it's, go? It's called BK Off Air. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not edited. There's no beeps or anything. No, I'm not doing that. But I, you can hear me, by the way, if you if you hear the show on Saturday. Well, you haven't heard it at all because you can hear the BK Escape pod on SoundCloud, Podbean, and on Anchor, the Anchor app. You get all those. Even on YouTube, you can hear the show, the BK Escape pod. It's the podcast version of BK on the Air, which has a whole lot of extra bits, funny bits, goofy bits, and things. I pull things out, but I replace it with other things, which oh, makes good. it a lot more. I would say so it's almost more not interesting. Not a whole lot than, of me, then. Right. <laughs> No, no, you're all you're still intact. You're the one thing in the director's cut that didn't get taken out. So, oh. which is fa- did I get an enhancement? Though? I, I CGI'd you a little bit. Though. Do I get a job of the hut scene? I see. I pumped up your voice a little bit. There you CGI go. kind of <laughs> replaced. That wouldn't it. be CGI. That would be AUI, audio uh, digital effect, or whatever. ADI. <laughs> ADR as, as as well as I can do it, which is uh, not too not great. too good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I maybe I maybe I hurt your voice instead of pumping it up. Well, it's time that we. Oh my goodness, we're going to flash the audience of the news, the weird, and the strange, and the bizarre, like we always do every Saturday. Yeah, and you've given me the first news. You see why, right? Why you have it? Uh, not yet. Because you're I'm French. Going to read right? it for the very first time <laughs> just now. Well, you are French. Oh, that's why I gave oh, it to you. Oh yes. Uh, oh, is this? Uh, oh, it's from Quebec. Right. Okay. Which, by the way. That's how you're supposed to. I could, we all I in the United States say Quebec, but if right. you're from there, you'd say Quebec. And by the but, way, uh, you, speaking of Harry Potter, oh. uh, I never knew that uh, the act. Even the actors were saying Voldemort's name wrong. J.K. Rowling saying, came out and said it's pronounced Voldemort. There's no T at the There's end. There's no T. There's Voldemort. a T at the end, but you don't say the T. Voldemort. But they do though. But they yeah, because in French, unless you put an, a vowel behind the letter, you don't pronounce the last letter if it's a consonant. So I Voldemort. I, I did not know that. 
La Mort de Arthur. See, it's Mort because of the E. La Mort de Arthur. I knew that, but I did not know the other thing. Well, anyway, let's get into this because we're not going to talk about literature. We're talking about UPI, the first in-person check presented to a lottery winner in Quebec since the start of COVID-19 was presented by an official immune to the disease. How did they find him? He's a human-sized robot. Wow, you're kidding me. Here's your check. Lotto, Quebec. (laughs) What is it going? Or if he's mm-hmm. French. La, la, la. Lotto, Quebec. Lottery check. Well, was it? Eddie Murphy once said, everything in French sounds good, including even wiping your butt. That's right. <laughs> and everything in German sounds horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Malty. All right. Lotto, Quebec said it employed the use of a robot designed by a student club at the Montreal-based École de, de, de Technologie. I cannot speak. No, I Let's try that again. French. The École de Technologie. And in partnership with Centec to present Guy Lane Desjardins with the check for 4.47 million lottery dollars. Lottery officials said during the ceremony, which was broadcast on Facebook Live, that no human hands had touched the check for 72 hours before the robot handed it over to Desjardins. Desjardins won the jackpot from the July. I sound like Mike Garcia. It's like all of a sudden, (laughs) as soon as I have a French name, I turn into a Frenchman. That's See, perfect, if I did it in America, I'd be like, Desjardins. That's why uh, I gave it to you. Desjardins. I love, I love that German composer, Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. Uh, Desjardins won her jackpot from the July 1 lottery, uh, but she wow. said it would, took a while for her to discover her win because she only checks her tickets every four or five drawings. She said her plans for her winnings include buying a three-wheeled motorcycle and celebrating with her two sons. A three-wheeled oh, you motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do they call that those? Would be the first thing. What are those ones? Of, the, the, the two in front, and the one in the back. What do they call them? They're uh, not hazards. No. Because back in the day, I used to ride one. They used to. Be, they don't. I don't even no, think they made. The, they're the, different than three wheelers. There's those. No. I'm talking about the three wheelers. The three wheelers were, three wheelers were are terribly, really dangerous. Because I used to. I rode one in the '80s, and I was headed for a tree once, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm headed for a tree," and I turned the wheel, and it's kept going straight. Yep. Uh, there's a way you had to lean into those to make them turn, and I didn't know that. So. Or 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 it turned, and you kept going. You know. <laughs> It's like, and hey, the wait tree. A why am I still going forward? Tree and a person, they don't mix. Remember <laughs> that scene in Return of the Jedi with the speeder bikes? With, in the, on indoor. <laughs> yes, it's terrible. I know Ewok involved, though, when I was doing it. Ah! Um, one of my cousins was, was there. So, and Now, the human-sized robot gave this person the check, at least until we find out a new string of COVID-19 that affects uh, robots. Yes, because this thing is changing all the time. It's so never going away. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't talk. I have a mask on. <laughs> a mask for the, They should have put a mask on the robot. That would have been hilarious. I got the next news. Please stay six feet away. <laughs> My mask is not on properly. From UPI, a British police department said officers responded to a report of a large apex predator, a black panther in a public park. What was the Black Panther doing there? Was, what's, what's the, was the Marvel Cinematic Oh, no, no, universe? it's a, a Black Panther, an animal. Horsham police said officers were summoned to a park in the uh, Steining area of West Sussex, England, on a report of a big cat on the loose. The department said the officers who arrived at the scene didn't immediately realize that what initially appeared to be a Black Panther was an, actually a stuffed toy. <laughs> How big was the toy? Well, it's a stuffed animal. Animal, I do say it's uh, not of what we thought it was. That's like the story of the, <laughs> of the cop showing up because there was a body in the road. Turns out it was just, right. it was just a doll. Where do they? What movie do they do that? Oh, in, in a, um, a backdraft. Remember backdraft with Kurt Russell mm-hmm. uh, and one of the one of the uh, one of the 
the the boys that are uh, actors. Baldwin, oh, the yeah, young Baldwin, one, Steve Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. Yes, Adam. He, it's Adam Baldwin. It's the one, young, of the one of the Baldwin brothers is uh, in that. They were going to rescue. He rescued this uh, woman from the fire right. in, in the in the Taylor uh, clothing shop or whatever, and he ran out and he wound up noticing it was a mannequin, and they all made fun of him. <laughs> yeah, didn't they bring like a mannequin into the firehouse? About the mannequin that he saved, they put it in there. That was terrible. In case you get lonely tonight. Hey, he thought he was doing his job. All right, I've got the next news. I would so do something like that if I became a fireman. I'm not going to stay like that. An 11-year-old Ohio boy vacationing with his family in Florida discovered what his family believes could be a new record for the world's largest sand dollar. They don't get that big, do they? How big is it? Well, Siler Elliott, age 11 of Newark, was visiting family in Destin when he took a boat ride with his father and uncle. Elliott said he spotted a sand dollar under the water and decided to dive 12 to 15 feet down to go retrieve it. Elliot's wow. family said the sand dollar is being kept safe in a box until it can be examined by Guinness World Records. They said it's about six inches in diameter. That's wow. a big sand dollar. That's more like a sand ten dollar bill or sand do- sand twenty dollar. You can buy a hotel. You can buy, <laughs> That's huge. You can buy the coral reef with that. I wonder if he did that free free diving or with, or with scuba gear because I can. We, I can talked d- about that. I, I can't can hold go my down. Oh, I can all. go down to twelve to fifteen feet. After that, I start going. Okay, without gear, I'm not that trained because we've been diving in the in the in the lake lately. Oh, I can't. And I know how far I, I can go before it. I'm like, ah, it's time to reverse. And I'm like, ah, we're deep. Because remember, you got to have just as much time to go back up. Correct. <laughs> as you had to go down. well. Sometimes you go up quicker unless you're way down there. You're not supposed to go up that fast if you're in the ocean like that. Oh, yeah, I'm married to a, a diver. I know yes. all that stuff. I don't do it, but she educated oh, I love me. diving. I got the next news. This is from UPI. Firefighters in New York came to the rescue of two people when their inflatable swan float was carried away by fast-moving current Whoops. and ended up in the path of marine traffic. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of those big swans, you know, you can get off. <laughs> Sorry, I get the. I read this earlier and I was laughing because I'm getting the visual. And there's a photo with it. Uh, <laughs> the New York City Police Department said officials received a report of multiple people in the water near East 55th Street in Manhattan, and the FDNY Marine Unit arrived to find two people in a swan float that had swept away by the swift current. The inflatable swan and his passengers had ended up in the path of traffic, uh, marine traffic. The people were safely rescued and were examined by EMS personnel for, you know, injuries or uh, bruised ego or any other problems that they had. That's funny and as thank all. goodness they did not require further medical attention. No no word on the swan, whether it needed any patching up or anything like that. That would be terrible, especially if they do video or, or, or make the news. Would you hate, I would hate being the guy coming off of that going right. oh my god well, that's where i would cover up my face like i'm a criminal right. not on i don't want to be and it's seen. not like those inflatables <laughs> have like a, a way to f- move yourself no. you're, you're kind of at the whim of wherever and, you go and let's just say this number two they're just stupid looking if you're on one anyway i'm on a giant inflatable white swan <laughs> millions of people now have seen you on it i'd be like no we don't need help no, no. just go away i don't need <laughs> rescuing <laughs> we're we've to go see here. here it's terrible we got one more news we got one more news uh, flash when we come back you'll love this because it has a movie tie-in, yeah. Hi, I'm Captain America, and I'm here to talk to you about one of the most important weapons in any soldier's arsenal, math. As a soldier and as an Avenger, I've seen some pretty exciting things. But you know what's really exciting? Reading. You know, the gill straps aren't really moving. They're being robbed. These crooks know the gill straps are out of town, so they're trying to move the gill straps permanently. They figure they look like movers, they act like movers, so who's gonna know? The Joneses. They know. 
Dad, aren't the Gilstraps in Toledo? I think they're being robbed. Should we call the police? Call the police. See, the Joneses know if they don't tell the cops now, the Gilstraps will have to tell them later. Uh, hello, this is Harry. Meanwhile, these fellas are eating lunch oh, about a block away. Hey, hot pastrami. That looks very good. 10 for. How about that? Know what it takes to stop a crime? Your help and your neighbors. Find out more. Write to Box 6600 Rockville, Maryland and help uh, take a bite out of crime. Technical talk off the air. We're talking about microphones and, and things walking by the window here and things like it's that. It's the Kim Commando <laughs> show. <laughs> Stuff that I, I get some of it, but I can't talk the whole, I can't talk most of that. I can't walk most of that walk and talk the talk. I can do a little bit of it, so... Yeah, but what I can talk about is the nostalgic, geekiness, goofy stuff. And Alan's got one last one, don't I you? I do have one more news. And while I'll let you pick up the phone if you want to chat, we'll find out who that is. In the background, I will say we've got this story from UPI. The Guardia de Finanza Financial Police said customs officers checked the contents of the package after they noticed it was addressed to Santa. Santino D'Antonio. Why does that name sound familiar to Let's me? See, Santino D'Antonio. Yeah, why is a that fictional organized crime boss from the movie John Wick, oh, Chapter well, Two. There you go. Why is it addressed to him? Whoops! Investigators <laughs> discovered the package contained more than 500 coffee beans, which had been hollowed out and then filled with. Oh wait, care to get, take a guess? Yeah, let me guess. Filled with. Um, uh, more coffee. No. Uh, fill with uh, uh, coffee grounds. Red Bull, so that way you get twice. No, right. no, not Red Bull. Uh, uh, fill with uh, 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 candy. No, don't remember the very first uh, Beverly Hills Cop movie when we packed things in coffee oh, grounds? they weren't filled with that, were they? Yes, cocaine. <laughs> Talk about a coffee bean wow. with a kick. They had a they had a single from Merrick Clapton in there? Oh, no. no that's not cocaine. <laughs> wow, how Hey, stupid. she don't lie. She don't lie. And she don't lie. Coffee beans with cocaine. <laughs> well, apparently they've been hollowed out with cocaine. And resemble wow. and it reassembled with dark brown tape to cover the hole. <laughs> Genius. Police, police said a 50-year-old man who attempted to claim the package at a tobacco shop in Florence was immediately arrested. That's <laughs> more stupid. You should have filed that under. Apparently, she does lie. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we turn to a classic rock station here for a minute. Seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is our number. By the way. <laughs> oh, oh, somebody's calling right now on the line. Hey, it's BK on the air. Who's this? Hey, yeah, give me just half a second. Get ready. All right, I'm getting a cup of coffee. My wife come in. She said, "I think they're wanting you to call in the radio station." I said, "Why?" She said, "They said something about strange and weird." I said, "Okay, I'll get off." <laughs> and, and, and coffee. We're just talking about coffee beans too, by the way, but had something different in it. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great. By the way, the next episode of the Blue Boys, the police commissioner is one found on the swan. <laughs> oh, really? The pl- on the swan, the floating swan? <laughs> Wouldn't that be embarrassing to be on one of those giant, ugly, stupid floating swans and get caught like in a current and then everybody you get on camera and you you got to take the walk of shame off of it and get your photo taken? That'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? 
been there and done that. Oh, you've already done it. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, too. So, wow. That's that's pretty funny. I think they're kind of stupid anyway, and I, I kind of stay away from I get the I, When we're at the ocean having fun at, in the Gulf of Mexico, if I use a float just to relax or whatever, I get the most low-key, less recognizable thing. You don't have thing. the rainbow unicorn no, with wings? I no, I don't have, a, <laughs> don't have anything like that. I, I, as much as I'd love a giant shark one, which are really cool because I love sharks, I just don't want to. I don't want any attention brought to myself in the water because I'm about as graceful in the water as I am on roller skates. <laughs> hey, that's the stupidest thing I saw a couple of years ago down at St. George Island. And this kid got attacked by a shark, bit by a shark. Right. He had he had live bait in his pants pocket and walked out on the reef to fish. <laughs> wow. That's a smart guy. So he had this sign that said, Sharks, anything, come and eat me. I'm ready to, I'm ready to be devoured. <laughs> Start that chum line, Chief. <laughs> and you put your chum All right, guys, I'm running out of gas. All right, buddy. buddy. I'm running out of gas. Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you soon. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> you got Keep the that chum, chum line your, going. we got, got five good miles on him, Chiefy. your pocket. I have heard of people doing that. That's they're they're just, so used to they fishing in the surf, and they go out further than they intend to. Oh, no, And next thing really? you know, because their waist is underwater, all right. the fish oils and stuff are leaking out of their shorts. <laughs> and, of course, you know how far away a fish, uh, a shark can smell? Oh, it's, per quite a, it's like me when I get close to a barbecue place. Yeah, I'm like that with, with barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> I can detect. We could be like 20 miles away. I'm like, honey, wait. There's barbecue that way. Yeah. Drive forward, then turn right at the next exit. I sense I pork s- barbecue. I sense it. It's being yeah. smoked. <laughs> now, note to se- no uh, tip to you if you're going to do some sea uh, saltwater fishing. If you think you can put bait in your pocket is the smart thing to do. Don't go underneath the water. No, and uh, by the way, they can smell you if you don't have anything. Sharks can smell you in the water. You know, they they detect movement and and whatnot. You know, and then they're like, oh, don't don't cut yourself. Don't put any blood in the water. You know, you like the kid, that. like a kid from Jaws. He come up. You know, when he cut his hand, he's like, look, mom, I got I got I got hit by a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> bloody hand you know like stay out of the you were playing on the swings again told you i had to get those things fixed chief brody the least of your problems is those swings believe me oh much bigger problem brewing i bet he wished he could go back to that day before the phone rang yeah it's like i don't think i want to do the shark thing no i'm not i don't remember the sun hitting us this first in in the in the morning or do what mrs brody said let's move back to new york (laughs) i'd rather work police in the new york city again it's safer it's safer in new york out here in martha all i had to worry about was like killers and muggers (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, did you see the story? I didn't print it out because I forgot, but I just remembered it talking. That we always Jaws always comes up with us eventually. We're going to get back to Jaws, the movie, because we just love it so much. They've they've lo- lately, I think it was this week or last week, up in uh, where they filmed Jaws, the whole was it Martha, Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard area, mm-hmm. area up in the Northeast, have noticed some dead and damaged seals and whatnot, and they think there's a great white shark up there off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. Well, I mean, right it's cold now. enough that far yeah. north in the Atlantic to support great whites, and how, there are great whites that have hit that area. How crazy would that be to have another one? <laughs> to have a, a real one. story, you know, talk about that. And, my, and I, there's always, I don't care when it is, when I'm in the ocean, when I go swimming, there's always just one little tiny split second where I go, you know, it could be a shark out here, and I wouldn't know it. Or name name an animal, barracuda, something that could bite you, something, because you're swimming in their menu. You let know, me alleviate your fear. There will be one. Yeah, there, there's there, one. You there just are always it. around you. But but it, it doesn't affect me to the to the point where I don't have fun and can't go in the water. Some people just can't do it. No. They're like, oh, I'm not swimming out there. There's sharks. I'm like, do you drive on the interstate? Well, yeah. Well, you can get killed that way too. You know, there's actually more of a more of a chance you getting killed driving than by a oh, shark. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. Uh, that's what I tell people that don't like that never fly. Oh, I'll never get in an airplane. Oh, you won't. Will you drive 285 on in Atlanta? 
Oh, yeah, I drive it every day. Well, it's where's this, that logic it's going? It's that psychological thing, but I'm driving. I know it won't happen to me. If oh, somebody else yeah. is flying, everybody, I have no control. Everybody that got hit thought that. I guess, mm-hmm. right? uh, but I do think that in the water sometimes when I'm more, when I'm flopping around out there. I'm the like, only there time I ever get really nervous here. in yeah. the water is when something does bump. <laughs> yeah, and you, like and a, you don't really know what it is. Because there's so many fish swimming around, and <laughs> yeah. there's things. Uh, it could be anything. Turtle. From, yeah, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. And you just feel like, okay, something just bumped me. Could be a miniature, along. miniature submarine. Could have been a shark. You don't know. Miniature but sub. Most, most, you know, <laughs> submarine. Could be anything. Small one. Real small one. <laughs> I was hoping it was my wife. It wasn't. <laughs> Alan's like, oh, no, it's her. I wish it would have been a shark. Because <laughs> I'm in trouble. She's mad at no, me. No, I mean, that's that's because sometimes yeah. in the ocean, depending where you're swimming, yeah. it's not as clear. And a lot right. of people, I know people who won't swim in lakes because they can't see the bottom. Right. And they've, and they've said, you know, sharks don't... Don't sharks don't show up here because it's too warm? I'm like, well, tell that to the three video, uh, YouTube videos I've seen of of sharks in the water in the Gulf off the coast of Florida. Oh no, there's a lot they of are, sharks. They, they are, do show up there. I mean, the, you can't, great whites won't. And but there was a great white spotted in the Gulf a couple of years ago of Mexico of, 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 of uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. A recorded giant. I mean, it, it was it was a great white shark. So they said because they were trying to identify what it, uh, through the water from a helicopter because it was mm-hmm. it was a pretty big proportion. I'd have I'm to like, I'd have to see that. It, it's not impossible that right. one could show up or whatever. But, but there are other like sharks. Like Actually, that. what's funny is the most dangerous shark you could ever run into is a bull shark. Yes, those are the ones that kill more people because they swim in like five feet of water and right. they stay close to piers and docks. They're only about five or six feet long. Right, but and, once um, they bite they don't let go right they're the uh <laughs> they're, the, they're the snapping turtles they're the shark world bull sharks are nasty uh and they're aggressive and uh and tiger sharks are more frequent than than any other tiger sharks, sharks you can too, find more of those on uh in like hawaii and but stuff i don't i don't want to have an encounter with one i do think it's fascinating but, uh, but hammerheads it, actually can be vicious because they travel in schools they caught a hammerhead off the coast of uh north carolina once when i was up in or in south carolina at off of a pier Near where I was swimming the day before, <laughs> yeah. one year I'm like, no, oh, hammerheads. Okay. The problem but with them, like, they'll frenzy very easily. But it's not going to keep me from. I mean, it's just a danger that you put up with. And uh, the, we got people looking at us through the window. Out here. You know, it's hey, it's trying to explain that to people about like snakes a, and spiders. He's got, he's got a he's got a Texas T-shirt on. That's okay. He should have Alabama Crimson Tide on, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> like I can talk I, sports. I would agree Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Where's your I try, buzzer? I'm trying to talk about <laughs> you. Sports. Just did a sports thing. Yeah, why did it voluntarily? Why did I do that? I don't know. Is the volume up even? I don't think the, I don't <laughs> think the buzzer's working. Is the buzzer working? I don't know. Is your volume? Let up? Let me try it again. The wall. Sports. Okay, yeah, it must not have heard me. There you go. It was well, you know, it was on a COVID break. It was right. somewhere else. We have a, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change it to that to COVID alert. If you start <laughs> talking about coronavirus, the alarm's going to go off because it just got a buzz. Oh, it makes me mad. You know, I'm just going to wrap this up. The thing about sharks because I'm fascinated by sharks. Thanks to Jaws, I've been fascinated my whole life. Oh, of course, yeah. Just like with snakes and spiders, the vast majority of the quote snakes and spiders out there won't hurt you. Vast majority of sharks won't hurt you, right? But because there's a handful that will bite, and right. a handful that are bigger, everyone's seen it. Everybody freaks out. It, so. Chances are, you can <clears throat> swim around four or five foot sharks all day long, and they're not going to bother you because, first of all, you're too big well, to be worth it, and right. second, you're not what they eat. Uh, the wife was uh, diving one time, and I think in the Caribbean or somewhere, I can't remember where she was, and she's in, you know, she's in, she, she's a ma- dive master, so she's dived in deep water, and you get in that current that kind of just kind of pulls you along under the water, you know, until you get out of it you have to just kind of go along with it and she stopped for a little while and looked down you know deep down under her and just saw a whole school of hammerheads going by 
but they were they were way below her. She she was literally I was a little concerned, but she's just that way. She's that type A uh, uh, diver where she's like that doesn't really doesn't really bother me. I, I I go cave diving, you know, where you have to squeeze through these cave dives and stuff. I'm like, honey, there's no way in the world. I'll I'll sit up on the boat and eat a burger while you do it and go, hey, have fun, <laughs> good 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 job. More food for me. That's right. I'll just eat it all. It's BK on the air. We'll be back. America is on the go from Maine to the Grand Canyon with a portable radio as a traveling companion. America is on the go. Detroit to San Diego with a portable radio. A total packable portable radio. WBHF. Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The force will be with you. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. I got a bad feeling about this. Greetings to all serving bravely on the Galactic Peace Orbiter, the Death Star. It's time for Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by Toydarian Toys. Palpy's Force Fried Chicken Shack and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Faster than a pair of proton torpedoes, I'm your host, Mike Mann. That's no moon. It's a space station. First up, the 2020 Comic-Con International San Diego, better known as simply Comic-Con, is taking place from July 22nd to July 26th. That's literally right now. However, this year, the event has a different platform for attendees due to unforeseen circumstances. <coughs> Fans can go from the comfort of their own home as Comic-Con is being streamed live by the organizers on the official YouTube page. With this, one can also go check out all of the new Star Wars merchandise at their leisure. From collectibles of all sorts, to clothing, to anything else Star Warsy, this year's event doesn't let down in that regard definitely a must check out. So this afternoon, make some time to go see all the festivities at the 2020 International Comic Con San Diego on YouTube. Until this battle station is fully operational, we are vulnerable. The Rebel Alliance is too well equipped. They're more dangerous than you realize. Next we have Star Wars Dr. Afra, an audio book original from Random House, written by Sarah Kuhn and featuring a full voice cast. This Star Wars story ties in events from three different Marvel comic series, including the first 25 issues of Darth Vader, the Rebel Jail arc of the main Star Wars title, and the Star Wars Vader Down crossover event. While following the dialogue and events of these series, the event is told through the first person of Dr. Afra. Who is Dr. Afra, you might ask? Dr. Shelley Lona Afra is an archaeologist who happenstanced her way to the employment under Darth Vader 
before she became the hunted. She also brings along the anti version of our favorite droids in the assassin form of Triple Zero and BT-1, C-3PO and R2-D2 respectively. You'll want to make it a point to check out Star Wars Dr. Aphra, an audiobook original, as the good doctor will be making her live action debut in The Mandalorian Season 2 this fall. Can't wait to see that. What of the rebellion? If the rebels have obtained a complete technical readout of this station, it is possible, however unlikely, that they might find a weakness and exploit it. And lastly, Galaxy's Edge has retailed its way to Target. Yes, that's right. In a few weeks, Target will begin selling various Galaxy's Edge-inspired toys, clothing, and other merchandise. While you won't be able to build your own lightsaber, what? That's a bunch of BS. You will be able to purchase items from all your Star Wars favorites, such as Funko, Hasbro the Vintage Collection, and the Black Series, and Lego, just to name a few. The display for all these goodies is even Batu-centric. It makes us at Channel Star Wars wonder how long we could go and just hang out there before security escorts us out. Be sure to check out your local Target or online at Target.com starting August 30th. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Before we go, we here at Channel Star Wars would like to wish our news correspondent, Mike Mann, a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Enough of this. Vader, release him. As you wish. <clears throat> That's all the time we have this week. Tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Wars. For ChannelStarWars.com, I'm Mike Mann reminding you. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. And now, back to BK on the air. Thank you, Mike Mann with Channel Star Wars. Check them out, ChannelStarWars.com. Everything Star Wars. By the way, I want to remind you that uh, when I went to see The Empire Strikes Back a couple of weekends ago, and it is the Star Wars segment, so we can talk about that. Or we can talk about <laughs> it anytime. Who cares? Wait a minute. Jaws and Star Wars, right there anytime, talk about. Watching The Empire Strikes Back, how we notice things on the big screen that we never noticed before. When, when Chewbacca's running back to the Millennium Falcon on Cloud City where they're trying to escape and go after Han and get off of it really fast. Mm-hmm. He's got 3PO on his back because he can't walk. He doesn't have his legs on. Well, he's bumping into the Falcon's uh, hangar bay door that comes down. He's bumping his head, and he's like, oh, stop stop it. His head hits one of the pieces that's, like, glued onto the side of the of the, of the the set, the prop, mm-hmm. and, it's tri- and it almost comes off. It looks like really? that, that little thing's almost not – 3PO's head almost knocks that off, and I've never noticed that before. Just that's awesome. Little stupid thing. Well, see, I had something that happened with Raiders like that because I knew from the analysis of Raiders that in the scene where just after Marion supposedly dies and there's a slow push in, he's got the monkeys drinking and there's a crowd behind him. Oh, you told me this. You told me this. And I looked at it after you told me. You can't see it on TV as well unless you know to look (laughs) for it. But on the big screen, here comes a dude in just a T-shirt and walking through. On the left side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Just like totally oblivious (laughs) that they're shooting live live, live film at that point. What is that guy from 1981 doing walking in the background in the the America? Get him 1933. <laughs> We're in those clothes. Not Marrakesh. I guess it's it's uh, Cairo. And you and you see it. You can never unsee it now once you see things. That's like the that, problem though. when you find those little bo- errors. <laughs> I remember I did that with Blazing Saddles. I ruined it for one of our guests. They were on the minute where you know when the sheriff shows up into town and then just as uh, everything comes to a dead silence and he stops right. and then the sign rolls itself up. Right. The welcome sheriff. I was like, you notice the guy pulls it and like 
He like this little little jerk. Right. And he pulls it, lets it go. He's like, no, it just rolls up on its own. I'm like, no. no if you watch, he's he like, pulls. oh my god, I watched this movie like a hundred times. <laughs> I've never noticed that. And now, now I cannot unsee the guy in the brown suit is the one who reaches over Thanks. and hugs it just enough to make it roll up. Things like that happen all the time. I'm watching the old Star Trek TV series uh, years later, and the episode called The Galileo Seven, when uh, Spock and several other crew members are stranded on a planet and they crash a shuttle there and they can't get off because of you know it's damaged or whatnot. And there's a scene where they get off of the shuttle. They have a full-size shuttle they built for the, for the exterior of the, of, the, of the shuttlecraft. They get out of the shuttle, and when they get out, the doors close. You know, it's Star Trek. They close automatically because mm-hmm. they're sci-fi, Star Trek. Well, now when you watch it, you're like, once someone pointed it out to me, I'm like, oh, okay. You see the stage prop guy's hand at the corner close it. I'm like, <gasps> I cannot ever oh, not see that now. Can't like, thanks it. for showing me that. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Raiders, uh, Paul Freeman, the actor who played Belosh. Belloc. 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 Yeah, plays Belloc. Paul Freeman. He's in a new television show that my wife is watching with the girl from, what's the what's the girl's name from Castle? Oh, the I actress, no you know who I'm talking about. The, this, this, she's got that Russian name, but she, her parents are Russian. Uh, she was in Castle with, uh, with the guy from Firefly. What's right. his name? I don't You're know. One of your favorite guys. I know. I can't. You can't think of My uh, brain is not working at uh, all right now. You uh, throw me for a loop. Name? What is this guy's With, name? Uh, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of people yelling at me right now. <laughs> Why can't we think of these things? We're just talking about this uh, on Cap- your show Captain Hot Pants. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, played Captain uh, sort of Wonder Man in Marvel, but they didn't show him. What he was in The Rookie. Uh, yeah. What the heck yeah. is his name? Uh, <laughs> you love the guy. you got a man crush on him. Who is he? Well, I, I he do. Played, he played in, uh, why can't I think of his name? I will. Anyway, the thing I was trying to say was Paul Freeman is in this new show, and I can never not see the bug crawling his mouth in Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, I know. I Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> and I didn't even you. have to look it up, thank goodness. I brought it from the back of my brain. Jeez. Okay, Why, I'm, what is I'm, wrong I'm with us? i to turn in my BK on the air <laughs> No, i got to turn mine in. Who's going to do the show now? I have to turn mine in, too. <laughs> I feel so stupid. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, there are a lot well, of people screaming just You know how your brain's way now. over here, and you say go over there? I'm just too far ahead. Yeah. I'm too far ahead in my brain. Too late. It's BK on the air. We'll be back. I hope. Superman. Man, am I glad to see you. What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. okay if you don't understand what he's talking about he probably doesn't either it's bk on the air on am 1450 fm 100.3 and online using the tune in radio app certainly true when it comes to trying to think of nathan fillion's name not only do i not know what i'm talking about i can't even talk and think of his name i feel like the guy is like i I will i will call him George, and I will love him and squeeze him and hug him and squeeze him. Okay, the people that we really... Okay, let's just say this. If it if it ever happens to us and we can't recall something like... If you can't... Oh, Alan, what's what's the name of that movie with the shark with Roy Scheider? Oh, if that happens... If you can't recall Jaws or Star Wars or Kenneth Branagh... If I can't remember... Oh, who played Captain Kirk? If I can't if do that... that happens to you... Hang us both out on the line to dry... Well, there's a, because, there's, there'll be a bed for you at the because, Hickory Log Men's, men's Facility. Yeah, because I'm like, you. no, I don't want to have to go through that. Because I hope it's not heading that direction. Let's go... 
go back in time and celebrate this day in history. July the 25th on this day, 1946, at Club 500 in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis staged their first show as a comedy team on this day in history in 1946. That's And did you know they broke up, I think, 10 years to the day they 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 started in 1956. They broke up. Yeah, they were only together for 10 years. Believe it or not, they were. And isn't that weird? They were, but they were such. They were considered one of the best comedy duo. And they reunited briefly. They never got together again ever. Something happened between them. They still called each other and isn't were friends. It amazing. All those duos but, had something going on. Yeah, we found out Abbott and Costello had issues with each other. Yep. And uh, Stan Laurel and and, and Laurel had and problems. Yeah. yeah. Laurel and Hardy. There you go. Um, they had issues. Um, 1976. Frank Sinatra brought Dean to a one of the telethons and surprised Jerry with him. And it was you could see that it was emotional and, and they were happy to see each other. It was just it was just very touching. If you've never seen that clip, I'll send it to mm. you on one of the things where they, they reunite at the telethon. It was for a good cause, which was good. So uh, on this day, t- July the twenty fifth, uh, nineteen sixty four, the Beatles album A Hard Day's Night goes to number one and stays number one for fourteen weeks straight. We got a lot of music anniversaries and I'll show you what else I'm going to You know I'm going to have up. to add one to your list. I already got it. I bet I already got it. Did you put it in there? I already got For it. For me? Yep. 1975. Let's do this one though. I'm doing them in order. 1975, David Bowie releases Fame. This is the song Fame, Fame, which to me is one of his favorite one of my favorite songs by him is Fame. And they even remixed it for the 90s and, and re-released it again. Do you know who's singing that in the background with him? And I only learned this later on in life. Singing fame with David Bowie is John Lennon is singing in the background. Is that who that is? Is a backup vocalist, yeah, because they were they were pals. 1980 movie uh, anniversary today. uh, My favorite sports film opened on this day, July the 25th. Caddyshack. Caddy. (laughs) There we go. Hey, now it makes sense. It's golf, right? It's about golf. And one of my favorite comedies, too. Fantastic, funny movie. Uh, on this day, July 25th, 1983, Metallica's debut album, Kill 'Em All, is released on Megaforce Records. Megaforce, an independent label. Awesome. <laughs> and we were talking earlier on your show, not on this one. I never, you know, they never had a, a, a album title called Unicorns and Flowers and Butterflies, right? No. All were well, I can't severe, even tell you what the album severe. title was supposed to be. Oh, really? They changed the name at the can last minute. Can you kind of tell me in an edited was, way uh, where yeah, I'll still get I it? I can do a clean version it was gonna be called metal up your butt <laughs> okay but it wasn't butt cow turn okay good all right <laughs> now you will find that out in the podcast episode wait. i do mention that as a trivia it's item like, it's like history of the world wait i get it i get it i get it <laughs> 1990 listen to this this is going to make you feel old. 30 years ago was 1990. That was 30 years ago. I don't think of it as 30 years back ago. Back to the future. But it was. You're right. If we filmed it today, we'd go back to 1990, 30 years. Roseanne Barr sings the national anthem at oh. the Cincinnati Reds-San Diego Padres game, and everybody just booed her and Isn't everything. Isn't that where she embarrassed herself? She tried to act like a guy and scratched right. herself and spit but. at it. The, the now more outrageous of of the incident is that it was thirty years ago. That's what I'm more like. Oh, I can't believe that I was. I remember that was, was lucky ago. yesterday. I remember that. Uh, birthdays today. Matt LeBlanc, his birthday is today. Estelle Getty, his birthday today from the Golden Girls. She died in 2008. And actress, model, 
Iman. Remember Iman? Her? Yeah, uh, funny because she was married, or maybe still is married to David Bowie. Right, she might still be married to him. She also was in the movie No Way Out with Kevin Costner, which was a fantastic film with Sean yeah, Young. And there's no a Way Star Out. Trek connection. Yep, she was also in <laughs> Star Trek Six. You know I was going to have that on there. Just doing order. I, I just making sure. The See, undiscovered country. I had to regain my BK card after that last she segment. Played, she, played the, she played the shapeshifter. shapeshifter. Yeah, but it would have been terrible if you'd have went, yeah, but wasn't she in that sci-fi movie? What was it called? Oh, I can't remember what it was. But she turned into him. She did. And that was one of the funniest parts of the movie. I can't believe I kissed you. Must have been your lifelong ambition. <laughs> one of the best scenes in the film. Right. Well, uh, we were talking about uh, music uh, anniversaries and whatnot. Metallica had uh, had something on there. David Bowie released a, uh, a song on this date in history. And another group, their album, classic rock album and classic rock group. You can't get more classic rock than this. Their album was released today 40 years ago. 40? It's the album Back in Black, but this is the song You Shook Me All Night Long from Back in Black, and I play that because I first heard this song. You ever went to a, you know, we go to amusement parks, but do you ever go to, did you ever go to local fairs in Michigan growing up? Yeah, like it had absolutely. The, like in parking lots, yeah. where we had the fair carnival set up. Yeah, we call them carnivals. 1980, I was at a carnival in Alabama, in my local town of Alabama, and this song was playing in the background. I'm like, man, that's that's a great song. What is that? That's 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 awesome. I'd never heard ACDC, I don't think, before I had and didn't know who it was. But that's the first place I heard You Shook Me All Night Long, which is still kind of one of my great favorite song. songs by them. From a great, great album. album. By the way, Back in Black is the seventh studio album by Australian rock band ACDC. We all know that, but here's the history behind it. It was released on this day in 1980 by Albert Productions and Atlantic Records. It is the band's first album. This is what, this is what fascinates the heck out of me. It was their first album to feature vocalist Brian Johnson following right. the death of Bon Scott, their vocalist before. After the commercial breakthrough of their 1979 uh, album, Highway to Hell, ACDC was planned planning to record a follow-up, but in February 1980, Scott died from alcohol poisoning after drinking. He went on a, one of those rock and roll drinking binges. And, uh, and get this, instead of disbanding, like some groups were, oh, we can't go on. This is, this is terrible. We can't do that, which some people would do that. They decided to continue on recruited Johnson as their lead singer, and, and some would say enjoyed even more success in the later on and just continued to roll out hits and be successful mm-hmm. after that. They didn't give up. They kept going forward. I would love to interview any of the members of the band because I would I would probably argue that the reason well, they brought in first of all Brian Johnson, great singer. Oh yeah, he's, he's he could, he had singer, that yeah. same gravel sense, not yep. quite as uh, nasally Kinda as Bond screamings the lyrics, but he and could stuff. do that. Um, but I think when you lose somebody to your band and you're on the edge of losing your career, it may have woke them up a little bit, and yeah. then they got a little more focused on the music and the writing. And right, and I'll tell you what, they they exploded back in black. They did, and what an everyone amazing. had that. I don't care what. It's amazing. I had friends who were into the rap scene, into the country scene. Everyone still had "You Shook Me All Night Long" as a single, or had "Back in Black" as an album. It was one of those ones you just everyone owned it. And I and I'd throw also into that too. It's funny you should say that. Another one that everyone had was the Bad Company album. If you, no matter if you're a country fan or what you just said, Bad Company was another one of those back then was one of those groups where everybody had it. And the, the, I always talk about how they their singing style. Uh, the first singer, Bon Scott, especially Bon Scott, and the newer guy. Uh, I always said ACDC. I guess to be a lead singer for ACDC, you'd have to record your lyrics 
in the bathroom on the toilet when you had to go really bad <laughs> while you're sitting there and you're having problems. You know, you <laughs> That's when you screamed all there. You should see if we could pull it up and do it on a break. <laughs> Jim Brewer, the comedian, oh, made I know, a from hysterical, Night Live. hysterical segment. He goes, if you, if you sing like Brian Johnson... <laughs> Any song, anything could sound like an ACDC song, and he does the hokey pokey. <laughs> you put your left That's foot in. <laughs> you put it out. And they could make a ACDC song out of it. It would sound just. <laughs> and like he has one. the drummer behind him. Is like he does that, that you know that four four rhythm, whatever that is. <laughs> right. Just like, and they, I'm like, oh my god, it sounds like an ACDC right. song. <laughs> and, and and you know, talk about them all you want. I loved an ACDC. I think every. There's some groups that come out where every song they had I liked. ACDC is one of them. Now I'll go into other genres. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was an R&B group called Earth, Wind, and Fire that had all talk kinds about of disparating yeah, sounds. But talk about but talk about every song they had was fantastic, and I loved every one of them. I can't say that about everybody. I love a lot of Michael Jackson songs, a lot of the early ones. His later ones didn't care for it. Didn't got, didn't mm-hmm. like them as much. Some groups I like every song they did. You probably at least like. Every song Metallica did, probably. Yes. You don't really hate any of the There are some that I'm like, eh, it's weak. Or right. They've but tried you for didn't, a new sound. But you didn't hate it. It's like Marvel films. You didn't hate it? No. Didn't hate it. I, if I had song. to rank them, there's some that'll be at the bottom. Something's got to be at the bottom. Bad Company would be another one. Every one of their songs they had. I'm not talking about every album they had or right. whatever. Some some of the albums are better than the others. Some songs. But uh, I think Back in Black is the one where I think it was almost every song was a hit that they released, or they released a, a lot of songs that so were hits So many songs from that album. And then um, it, the, and then when they released Thunderstruck, uh, uh, what was the name of the album that Thunderstruck is on? But Thunderstruck had, that's today. Everyone uses that for a theme. Or, yeah, because it has um, such a great opening. You know, Kneel Before the Money, you know, Money Talks. Right. They That song, as everybody knows, is just, that was a great album. And then, honestly, the best part about the Stephen King-directed who, uh, um, uh, was it Who Made Who is the, uh, the song from it, but uh, well, all the machines uh, come to life. Uh, uh, maximum, maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. See, we didn't have to look that up. So, you know, ACDC's <laughs> right. album, the soundtrack to right. it, oh, yeah. is ten times better than the movie. Was, okay. Another uh, instance where that's the case. The soundtrack's better. I didn't um, know this about Stephen King. He was He's a huge ACDC fan. They, oh, really? Well, so maybe that's when why. he got famous, like he got all of his money, because he lives in Bangor, like a little small town. Right. And, he bought the local radio station so it could be reprogrammed <laughs> he to play. The radio he did. He he wanted to be have more ACDC playing on the let's radio. Check, let's check and see how much this one would be. Let's just buy this one. See if we can't get some funds. You're not play ACDC. Yeah, we'll do whatever we want. Yeah, Eric, call back. I had Eric on hold and he couldn't wait. So call back after the break and we'll take you, Eric. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, BK on there. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour and we'll be back for more. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air That's here. So what? I love that. I love that old-fashioned uh Oh, there's no ID. doubt. We can play it on this show. I think you it want, fits. You want something that says, hey, play me something that sounds old. It's like WKRP. There you Cincinnati. go. That's kind of old. 770-386-1450 is our number. Eric, Eric was on. <laughs> well... Uh, they had some. Now, if we had a Lonnie Anderson working here, he'd play whatever you want. <laughs> hey, we got a Lonnie Anderson. Uh, what's what's the lady's name that works up front? We got two or three. I'm not going to call her thinking. Lonnie Anderson. No, gonna I think she's going to take offense. I, I'm gonna, no, I, th- I think that'd be a compliment. She's <laughs> <laughs> our Jennifer. <laughs> we better get to our caller before uh, he gets we will. Let me, t- let, me, let, me, let me tell everybody this right quick. All right, Eric, stay on hold. I'll, I'll remember you this time. Today is National Merry-Go-Round Day. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> There's a lot of these today. Listen to this. National Hot Fudge Sunday Day today. 
We could do that. Well, I could do a to. hot fudge sundae as a treat. It's National Threading the Needle Day. Something we do every day here on the air. <laughs> and miss it quite How often. How do you know what content we, to say and not to say? We didn't wet the end to put it through the end of the needle. <laughs> we thread that needle. Uh, it's National Hire a Veteran Day today, which is great. National Wine and Cheese Day today. <laughs> Okay. I got the cheese. How about the wine? Are we there yet? My kids are just no, National wine, wine Day, but we spell that W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> That's right. That's what I want. Stop whining. I, I wonder if the Booth Western Art Museum knows this. Today is National Day of the Cowboy. Today. Really? It's the fourth Saturday in July every month. I wonder if Do they're doing anything lucky? today. Well, I don't know. That's uh, that's uh, Dirty Harry. It's still Clint Eastwood. <laughs> but it's Clint Eastwood's the same character in every oh, movie. Oh, no, he's not. He's not. He's just acting as diverse, man. He can do just about any role he wants. <laughs> you ever seen remember. Shakespeare? No. No? No? Okay. <laughs> I just remember when they told him, <laughs> nobody will ever hire you to be a leading man when you don't say anything and you've got such a long neck. And you have a squint. Yeah, you know, he's like, crazy. wait, I don't say anything. I've got a long neck. No, you just can't be paid to stand <laughs> right. there. Look menacing. All right, we got somebody really? on the line now. Let's go to, before I forget it again. Hey, it's BK on there. I know who this is. Hello. You've seen the Colleen show, right? Uh, sometimes when I when I uh, feel like it. Yeah, why? You got something to talk about? I just wanted to check because I was, uh, was confused. Oh, uh, why were you confused? What happened? You forgot me the first time. I did. I'm sorry. There's another fuel for your uh, calling us old thing that you can talk about. I don't about. understand that. Well, you know, somebody, Eric, somebody, you're, you're younger than us, but one day people are going to, 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 to do an age joke with you. They're going to be like, what, Eric? You like that? You're so old. Come on. They're going to oh, do it please, to you. It's already happening. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. What's going on, man? Right? Yeah, and so did I, but well, we do that from time I, to time. I couldn't recall his name when it was immediately no, asked. No. Right. There's a difference between forgetting it and not recalling the name. Yes. No, no, Alan. <laughs> no, no. No, no. That's how we stand, Your Honor. We're not changing our story. That's how it is. You? Yep. He no. forgot. We forgot. Okay. All right. Next. I, I don't know. Oh. Oh. I don't know what to say about you. So, Eric, have you ever been where you said to yourself, I need to go to the other room to get X? And on the way to X, you get a text message, a call, something, and then you finish and you go, what am I doing in this room? I knew there was something distracted you and you totally forgot. Has that ever happened I wasn't on the train of thought of the Nathan Fillion bandwagon. We were way over here talking something else and all of a sudden... You remember that show Castle and that guy that you like? I'm like, right. uh, uh, uh. It right. was like I had performance anxiety and my brain quit. That's what happened. Hello? Who told you that happened to me last week? <laughs> yes. What happened? I went, in, I, ca- I went into the kitchen. Okay. Something. Okay. I don't know what I went into the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> where this is I'm going. still searching for it. <laughs> You're still searching for it. See? See? So it's not old. It's just sometimes your brain gets so focused on one thing, and then you distract it, it can't focus back on the other and, thing. And with me, I'm at home. I leave the room to try to go get something out of the kitchen, and on the way, Mrs. BK, you know, she grabs me. She's all over me, kissing me and stuff like that, and she can't keep her hands off of me. And stuff like that. And I, I forget what I went in the kitchen for. <laughs> He's still there, right? Hello? I don't know. I think you forgot how to talk. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for calling, buddy. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Bye. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, sometimes I may forget the name, but I never leave dead air. Right. We did not forget who it was. We just couldn't recall. There is couldn't a difference. Recall their name. Yeah. It, I could have gone. I would have eventually thought of. Like we said, if you know what it is, and someone tells you, you're like, oh yes, that's who it is. 
So you can call just like Eric did to chastise us or whatever you want to. 770-386-1450. BK on the air here uh, from WSB Television. I got another story, another robot story here. You talked about the COVID Autobot. robot. It's a lotto bot in Canada. Had to give the, the robot had to give the lady the check for the, for the lottery win from WSB Atlanta. Meet Amazon's new animated robot. Sorry, I said I read that wrong. Automated robot. Well, he's animated too. Scout. His name is Scout. Delivering packages to a door near you, and they're doing an Atlanta doing first. A test here. Pretty soon, you may not get your Amazon package from a delivery truck, but a robot instead. The retail giant announced Tuesday that Amazon Scout, a fully electric delivery system designed to safely get packages to customers using robot delivery devices, will start delivering packages in Atlanta. Right in now. This backyard. is not the drone. This is no, actually this is on a the ground. Pi- a, a driverless vehicle that will come to your door. He's not even hovering. He's on wheels. It's like a rolling robot. The robots are about the size of a cooler. doesn't say what size cooler here. There's different size coolers. And we are uh, designed to navigate around pets, people, and other objects as it makes its delivery. From shuffleboards to luggage to refrigerators and even Christmas trees waiting to be picked up for recycling, our uh, robot devices have navigated around all types of objects on the sidewalk, the company said in its blog. Amazon said they will be testing their scout deliveries here in Atlanta this week, and the robots will be delivering packages Monday through Friday during daylight hours. With the launch of Amazon Scout, the company said more jobs will also be coming to the area. Quote, Amazon built a team of technical and operations professionals in Atlanta and will continue to grow the Amazon Scout team here in Atlanta, Georgia, over time. Amazon Scout provides unique opportunities for employees to develop develop their skills in robotics, program management, and operations, and we're proud to bring these opportunities to the area. This is in addition to the existing 3,500-plus full-time Amazon jobs already created in Georgia, and we continue to hire, unquote. The company said, I think that's cool. I heard something on the radio about it that they were probably either going to reassign or hire people to be scout, like, chaperones during the program to make sure that they were doing what they needed to. And if there was a failure, there was a human being still there to help. We always have to have the humans to take up the slack. I I, I like that, that we're still useful. At some point. (laughs) Now it's turning around. They're doing all the work, and we're just sitting there watching them. Amazon Scout. You know, nothing bad can happen because of all this robot stuff, right? Attention. Attention, His Eminence, the Imperious Leader, will be with us shortly. His ship has landed at the Air Dome. Presenting His Eminence, our Imperious Leader. That's right. No, no way. Robots are going to have. a Remember problem. when the Atlanta airport, uh, the the <laughs> right. subway there sounded like that? It was a, I always thought it was I'm like it's a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. I thought it was so cool. Look at it. it's a computer animated voice <laughs> telling you yeah. where to go on our pilotless driven uh, shuttle system. Great. I got always got people telling me where to go. Now I got robots. I'll never forget me that. Where I get to, to the theater. I, I, I get to the airport when I'm like <laughs> you know really young. Yeah, you know, flying back to Michigan to go visit my buddy. Like you're now approaching Concourse A. Please hold on. I'm like, how do you understand that if you're from another country? Now at least they've got a nice voice. Right. Like, hey everyone, you're approaching Concourse A. That's that's where that's one of those instances where I'm like, I wish it had the older robot sound because it was much more cooler. It reminded me of a Cylon, and I just like it better. You just it was, I don't know what program they even used to create that voice. It was it was all, it was that was the cool thing. Right. Nobody was. They're all robotic. It's all yeah. But the but that voice it was so hard even as a a, a native speaker of English to hear what it was saying. 
You are now approaching Concourse C. Please hold on. <laughs> what is that? Is all one word? Where did we cross the line of where our robots have to look like us and act like us? Yeah, you know, why can't we leave them like cool, like metal robot things? That's no, kind of cool. I'm okay you know, with them that. sounding like real people. I'd rather. Yeah. I don't need it to sound like a '50s robot. But I, but I don't want to be fooled. I'm, no. I, I know I'm going to be fooled one day. You're already being fooled. Apparently, when you call a lot of customer service phone calls. Oh yeah. You but think it, you're talking but, to somebody? It's not. But then the technology is even better with Jamie Dupree at WSB Radio in Atlanta. The way he lost his voice and his completely uses a, a, a computer synthesized voice that sounds like him he just keys in which the words. is incredible I but mean, you know what i talk to him sometimes when there's words that he can't it won't pronounce <laughs> right he has to phonetically creatively spell the word so it will oh, say yeah. it the way it needs to be said but they've got it to the point now where it's gotten so much better and better and better like and hydroxychloroquine better. <laughs> yeah where it doesn't it, now it kind of really sounds like him talking now. It's They've gotten better with it. It keeps getting better and better the more they do it. Saved his job on air. I mean, that was fantastic technology. Speak on air. We'll be back uh, monetarily. I mean, momentarily. Radio Shack has the hottest thing on wheels today. Realistic two-way CB radio. We introduced our Realistic CB line way back in 1960. And today we have 16 low-priced mobile and walkie-talkie models to choose from. Radio Shack also makes its own CB antennas, crystals, coax cables, and accessories. Equip your car, truck, or boat today with a realistic CB radio. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. In any case, you know this, uh, this, uh, you call yourself Lord of Thunder. God of Thunder. <laughs> I've never met this man in my life. He's my brother. Adopted. Is he any kind of a fighter? <laughs> you take this thing out of my neck and I'll show you. Oh, listen to that. He's threatening me. Hey, Sparkles, here's the deal. If you want to get back to Ass uh, Place, Asperg. As God. Any contender who defeats my champion, their freedom they shall win. Fine, then point me in the direction of whoever's ass I have to kick. That's what I call contender. Direction would be, would be this way, Lord. Ah, Loki! Emma. Quite unique. It was made from this special metal from the heart of the dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly. You rode a hammer? No, I, I didn't ride the hammer. The hammer rode you on your back? No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast and it, it, would, it would pull me off the... Oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground, up into the air, and I would fly. Every time I threw it, it would always come back to me. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> right, little Thor Ragnarok there from By the way, you know Marvel. who's doing He's the great. voice of, uh, yes, of the I other guy? Yes, I certainly do. Tell everybody who that is in case they don't Thank know. Thank you, Aditi! The director. Well, I've got a story here. The reason I played that Thor Ragnarok clip, which we think is hilarious, by the way, which is a great, <laughs> the best Thor film they've done yet. Thank you, Aditi. Can I tell you this? As a writer-director, is keep an eye on him. great. He's upcoming, his man. Fresh sense of humor, <laughs> his timing, his pacing, and yet still do it all within an action context. He's awesome. But but knowing you know when to be serious and knowing just having it all in one big ball of wax, you're right. Very talented guy. Thor, Love and Thunder, the new Thor movie. Uh, the director himself, Taika Watiti, says it's an insane romance movie. Um, according uh, to him, he's been pretty busy over the last few months and has a lot uh, to look forward to. In addition to the Thor sequel. Watiti is working on his Star Wars movie, an adaptation, yes. also an adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He may be the best director to do a remake of that or a ongoing movie heard of that. that. So he has no problem looking for things to work on. He even found time to read James and the Giant Peach with some celebrity friends for charity during the COVID lockdown. Comic Con 
is currently taking place. It's online. It's virtual. So it's the perfect time to get a Marvel Cinematic Universe update. Thor Love and Thunder was officially announced at this time last year by Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios' panel. Feige took over San Diego Comic-Con last year with a ton of updates on new projects, but the Thor news was one of the biggest things he talked about. MCU fans were ecstatic to learn that... uh, Watiti was teaming up with Chris Hemsworth again, along with Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson for the new Thorn film. When asked about the cr- progress on the sequel, the director had this to say, quote, I think it's going to be really good. We finished. We've been writing the script on and off for over a year, and I'm just actually well this week doing another pass on it. It's so insane, and it's so very romantic. I'm into romances now. I just want to make a romance. I want to make <laughs> something that I've never In ever his way cared of doing for. It. Yeah. I would like to attack something like that, like a romance, unquote. Watiti took to the Thor character and, along with Hemsworth, reinvented him. It was a gamble by Marvel Studios, as we remember when Thor Ragnarok came out, but Hemsworth, Hemsworth had grown tired of the character and it was time for a change. Thor Ragnarok is a colorful and humorous movie with exaggerated superhero action thrown into the mix. While some fans were not into this new version of the God of Thunder, others praised it, which gave Hemsworth a renewed excitement to play the character again. There were two uh, fan minds, comic minds, uh, school of thoughts on that film. A lot of hardcore Thor fans hated the way it was. And I'm like, well, don't you remember Thor's, the comic book, did have some of its comedic moments. There was one time where they turned Thor into a frog. And for several episodes, he was a frog. He would turn into Thor, and he would have the hammer and but everything, and he'd be a frog. That was during the heyday of LSD. It was in coke. the 80s. <laughs> no, it was a, well, no, it was cocaine. It was in the 80s, so it was a different kind of drug, I guess. But no, there's humor there. I personally love Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was a great fun movie well, comic book movie that made us have a good time i love it and you know <clears throat> one of the things i had heard was they said it's not so much a, a thor sequel as sort of a reinvention of thor into the into what he we wanted him to become right. and i love it i think taika watiti is a great writer director and he's the one who if you've seen uh, the mandalorian season one he yeah. directed the final episode had the funny exchange between the two speeder bike troopers and right. the baby yoda and it was great and he did the voice of the uh, the the assassination the ig88 bot um well uh, in addition of natalie portman as the mighty thor and i think she's she's becoming a thor character she's becoming thor in this one she's going to have the hammer and everything something's going to happen to make her Assume the Thor position, uh, and Thor was a, was a, a, a woman for a while too in the comic book. Uh, it caught a lot of people off guard, especially since she did not appear in Thor Ragnarok. She uh, Jane wasn't even in. Well, it makes Thor sense that she wouldn't because yeah, Thor was taken off world and kidnapped. That's right. As to specifics about the element of the story, Watiti and crew are keeping their lips sealed, but the director did stress that the writing will still be taking place well into post production. Marvel Studios productions are currently evolving, so it will be interesting to see how Thor Love and Thunder ends up. It seems like Taika is not interested in repeating himself, so fans can expect the upcoming sequel to have some pretty big changes from his first MCU experience, though his trademark humor will more than likely be present. Well, there you go. Talk about a fresh director that can bring bring it to the table. He's, I don't think he's it's going to really be the first good. bad movie. Let's hope that he doesn't have one. Maybe he will. But I'm looking forward to Thor. I still have to see Jojo Rabbit, which is something he did. Me too. I haven't seen that. And I've heard nothing but good things from it. Uh, Unless you're easily triggered. (laughs) 
Right now, we uh, but, try, uh, I'm easily triggered. You shouldn't even listen to this show if you're easily triggered. By yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't survive. <laughs> I'll trigger this somebody about something. Um, so I think he's one of those. Just you keep an eye on him. He's to me, he's that Christopher Nolan. Uh, when you first right, heard about I mean, Christopher Nolan, like, you didn't know who oh, he, he was. Did a couple of these movies that are pretty good, kind of quirky. Then you reinvent Batman. You're like, oh my god, who is this Christopher Nolan guy? Yeah, a lot of these. And then he brings like Inception, that. and now I can't wait to see Tenet. I've seen that preview now about five well, times in the theater. It's more likely now you're going to see it next year. It won't for be. A while, yeah, I know. Release it. I'm like, ah, come on, but don't rush things but it, the movie is done i hope the movie's open before the end of the year i really do yeah because we talked um, about we thought in july we'd get tenet right. and mulan the live action movie from disney and then amc and some of them were saying well maybe august will yeah, open we're up we're gonna have maybe. to roll it back we have to roll it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> just keep showing old ones we'll go see the old movies i guess to keep a, our appetites wet i got a story here that i told you is going to gross you out and it kind of grossed me out too but you for more than one reason uh you know how kfc and some of the restaurants do uh promotions they do kind of outrageous things to kind of get you interested in what they're doing you know kfc actually had a chicken's can- candle right you know smell like you've had brought chicken in and then they had a i think a rug or whatever bearskin rug or something like that. They, they, they had some goofy things that were just infused with the chicken smell and i'm like i love the smell of chicken and i like you know kentucky well, fried chicken when it's fried right, it right but i don't know if i want a kentucky fried chicken scented candle in my house i don't know if i want to smell that all the time yeah. Well, they're doing something else now. Uh oh. And you're going to love oh, this. Oh, no. Does it have to do with feet? Fans of Kentucky Fried Chicken will soon be able to show their love for the fast food chain with a pair of branded clogs from Crocs. Oh. Yes, it includes feet. So it looks like my feet are embedded in, like, what? A bucket of chicken? Oh, it just doesn't look like it. The limited edition shoes, Kentucky Fried Chicken X Crocs Classic Clog, come five months after the two companies partnered with a 4.5-inch uh, platform bucket clog shoe that debuted during a New York Fashion Week. Now, this is from, from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Quote, now, starting on July the 18th, Crocs and KFC fans will be able to purchase the not-quite-as-tall but equally-as-stylish Kentucky Fried Chicken X Crocs Classic Clog Shoes. <laughs> say that Try to say that for $59.99 on Crocs.com. The striking and more wearable 1.5-inch classic Crocs were designed to feel comfortable and look like KFC's iconic red and white stri- striped chicken bucket. Toe box and the heel strap feature a close-up fried chicken print, while two chicken-scented and removable giblets, giblets shoe charm embellishments for Crocs are included to dress up the clogs further. That's right. I said chicken-scented removable gibbets on there so your feet can smell like the chicken. So that way as you're walking around and you're yeah. sitting there going, God, I wish I could have some chicken right now. Here, just take my shoes. Yeah. You know what they're hoping for? The same thing with the candle is that you'll get the taste for Kentucky Fried Chicken and go buy it. I know, but I, I don't. I think this. I'll, I'll remind. I'll be reminded it's on someone's shoes, and I won't want it. I, to me, it'll kind of backfire. But you I don't know if you, if you don't see somebody wearing it, but you smell chicken coming up, right. like wafting up from underneath the table. Okay, I smell chicken, but I don't. I don't want to look down. Where's I don't want to look down. From? Maybe someone in the next office has some. Maybe my that's luck, what they'd is. be yeah. sitting behind me in the in the uh, in the airplane. Uh, on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, that big clog comes up right beside your face. Talk on the about one mixed emotions. I've got feet next to me, but they smell like fried chicken. You're like, I'm so torn. So, uh, <laughs> I want to. I, I should bite into that, but I, are you kidding me? It's a foot. And if you look behind you, and it's Charlize Theron on the plane with you, and you're okay, like, okay, oh, every be... rule goes out the window when it's <laughs> Charlize Theron. Okay? 1450 is our number. Ah, oh, somebody's calling right now. Hey, it's BK on there. Hello. Speaking of commercial, have you seen that stupid one for Kroger? No, the I haven't. Guy in the green, no. He's in a green suit. He's got a big old pot belly, and he's exercising. 
He runs out of fucking green, so he jumps in his car and runs to Kroger's. He's standing upside down in the seat with his feet out the moonroof, right. shaking and exercising. I have not it seen this commercial. Yet. Of, no. It makes me want to run away from Kroger. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that, Jeff. I appreciate it. Sounds like your dog likes it. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you, all right. Somebody, well, at least somebody likes me around here. <laughs> yeah, hey, we, we love you. Keep on calling, buddy. Always listen to the show. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, I'm not, not I might be going too far. We love I, our listeners. I thought <laughs> I've seen it all, but I haven't seen that commercial. I have not That's seen that commercial. And we have a TV on in here 20, well, the whole time I'm in here, usually yeah. kind of monitoring what's going on. Because, you know, we get bored when we want to watch TV, you know, we're on the air. <laughs> Something not as good. Well, the good thing about the Crocs, the uh, the, the the chicken Crocs at uh, KFC. That's a Crocs every, chicken. Every, every pair of the new Crocs sold, KFC will donate $3 to the KFC Foundation's REACH educational grant program, which helps the company fund scholarships for KFC employees at participating U.S. restaurants. So if it's for a good cause, then I guess I'm for it then. I, I'm, I'm all for it. That's wow. cool. So, uh, yeah, look at this. We're creeping up to the top of the hour. The show is almost over, and we've almost burned up of two Charlize. We're in chicken crocs. I mean, she just gets crocs. better looking every time I look at her. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward if she does a, another <sighs> Mad Max movie. That oh, yeah, nice she could be year. bald, shaved, covered in grease, <laughs> just got done shooting all day. You sound like bald, shaved, plucked, covered in grease. You sound like you're going to fry her at KFC. Scattered, smothered, covered in chunk. I'd take her. <laughs> Well, while Alan calms down here, I'm glad we're going off the air. Uh, We'll be back next week with more VK on the air, I promise. See you next week. And that's the end.